All right, what's up? Just want to give a quick shout out to Off Brand. You can follow them at Off Brand underscore 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 official. That's their Instagram account for sending over these comfy, cozy uh, tees. So they have a lot of simple, very comfortable shirts. This is the Sanity Walk, the Off Brand Sanity Walk in Olive. It also has a nice design at the back. There you go, Sanity Walk. Keeping my sanity. So thanks to the guys from Off Brand for sending these over. Alright, so today on the Antonio One Podcast, we have Gold's Gym Mr. Bodycon 2019 winner, Century Tuna Superbod 2020 candidate, the man behind Exercise Manila. He's also, uh, I would call him a Rubik's Cube master and my very own coach, Coach Enzo Bonoan. What's up, man? Thanks for your time. Thanks for guesting on the show. How are you? Thanks for the invite, Anton. I'm doing great. Tito lang at home, chilling, and yeah, uh, you said it then. I'm also handling clients also. Yeah, so um, online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? we have to adjust now with everything that's happening now but it's great to see that you know you're still doing what you do uh, just a back, quick background we actually got to uh, work together what year was that I was still in college I was I think second year college so that was about four or five years ago uh, the first time oh, wow. I did the the first time I actually really put in a lot of effort and Money and when it comes to like my my fitness, my health, because I I would I believe that I share the sentiment of the of the common majority, uh, people who always want to go on a diet, people who always want to be like, yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to get healthier, I'm going to mm-hmm. um, start having a healthier lifestyle. But it's only in those moments that I, you know, really got to talk to you and really got on with the program. Uh, that's why I wanted to guest you here and. You know, for the viewers, actually, they're going to get something free because since, you know, they're going to hear your story, they're going to hear um, lessons right, that right, yeah. I paid for. <laughs> but I feel like it's something that <laughs> I feel like it's something that people have to learn, especially with the holidays coming up. So I guess my first question would be how, how different is it now for you that, you know, we're approaching Christmas and, you know, that means um, usually you eat more, um, there's more, even if now it's, it's not going to be the same Christmas. I'm sure the virtual celebrations are still going to have a lot of food. So how is this time different from you, for you? Well, that's a very interesting question, Anton, because uh, this has been unprecedented, really. None of us have really had a Christmas away from the usual setting, right? So I guess one thing's for sure, um, yun nga, there will be less of those kainans, uh, because I don't know about you, but um, usually, usually with the different groups that uh, I have, I think that was like about two, maybe even three get-togethers a week. Um, yeah. Just eating and having that mix of alcohol also. Um, it's, it's weird because I, I personally have, my, have a limit that I put myself on when it comes to my... Um, alcohol consumption in a week. Mm-hmm. I don't really go to that limit all the time. However, uh, usually when it comes to the Christmas season, it can get a little, a little bit yeah. tough. What's different now, I guess, is that since there will be less, there will be less of those get-togethers, um, I find that it would be a lot easier to use this time to to carry on whatever I was doing Right. Prior, so like, let's say if my goal is to lose body fat, I won't find this season to be much of a hindrance. What's amazing is that January one, whether it's a New Year's resolution for you or it's just a continuation of what you already do, it's still a very big momentum boost. Mm-hmm. So I think just by it's going to be a lot easier to get past the holidays without gaining a little extra compared to the past few years. Nonetheless, I think it's still a very important time to still spend it with family, friends, even if it's online. I, I don't know about you. Have you, have you tried like those online games where uh, someone just calls for a reunion and someone has a, yeah, yeah. Has a game in mind? Yeah, usually uh, Kahoot or Among Us. That's something that's very, very uh, useful. But I wanted to ask, because you mentioned a while ago, you have um, like an alcohol limit. What's your alcohol limit in the week yes. for... From um, Mr. Gold's gym, what would be your alcohol limit? Okay, okay. Um, a little context lang siguro. This alcohol limit came from my college days. Okay, okay. <laughs> so if you can imagine, if you can imagine, um, uh, we both came from Ateneo. Mm-hmm. So like after 
after like let's say on a Friday, um, I remember we'd go to like cantina, um, and then the bars evolved eventually. A weekly night out was a thing for me. Okay. And I guess I had to be a little more responsible when I was a freshman. Grabe, it was a little wild. Eh. Um, yeah. I did not control it. I did not control. But eventually, I figured, you know what? If this is going to be a routinary thing, it's going to happen weekly. I might as well have a limit for myself, because anything in excess is bad. So my personal limit, and I think it's kind of healthy, um, is a maximum of two hundred calories of worth of alcohol in a week. So if I can put that into more understandable terms, yeah, that's basically like two. San Miguelites. Yeah, yeah. A hundred calories. I remember a San Miguelites. Wow, so just two. But then you would like sort of mix and match that if you want to go like for a shot or if you want to go for a different kind of drink. As long as it sort of hits that 200 calorie range. That's correct. That's correct. So my tactics yet actually, Anton. Um, sometimes there are, a lot, um, there are a lot of drinks that are what I would like to call calorie bombs. Okay. So these calorie bombs, they come in small packs but they really have a lot of calories in them. Oh, uh, right what? now, actually, uh, okay, um, I'm actually doing a series right now on exercise. Uh, it's called Alcohol Comparison. So I just finished round one yesterday. I'm about to post round two today. So, um, okay, uh, yesterday I posted a comparison between... Uh, the whiskey, right? Um, yeah, beer, whiskey, and a margarita. Uh-huh. So oh, a whiskey shot, so uh, actually, when I searched it online, it said a pub shot. Okay. Um, a whiskey shot that's, I think, about 30 ml of it. Um, that's about, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly, 78 calories plus minus. Okay. Plus. So if you're the type of person who would just drink it all in just less than a second, yeah, that's already a lot. However, if you're, if you're someone... Um, well, how I enjoy a whiskey glass would be I would like to have it on the rocks yeah. and take sips, uh, really small sips, just so that it gets to last me longer. Yeah, prolonged sip. Yeah. My idea kasi of uh, social drinking is simple. It's very simple. Having a drink in hand. Okay. Yeah, so as long as if, if I keep the drink in my hand, as long as I can then that, li- that limits calorie intake. Uh, and ju- um, for those who are also not that aware about, uh, with, when it comes to alcohol, um, the calories of alcohol are not like the, the calories of, let's say, um, vegetables or rice. Um, the calories of alcohol are literally empty. They have no nutritional benefit yeah, whatsoever. Of uh, so um, it's best that I get to uh, have it in moderation. That's what it yeah. says in the ads. Yeah, <laughs> and it's moderation. True. But I like it how you, what you do isn't that you don't just cancel all the events. It's not that you're not going to go out, not going to have a good time. What, what I'm seeing is that you put structure, you put, you put things in place so that you can still enjoy these things. Like if you're a college student and then, I don't know, for, I mean, at least my experience also, if you're a college student and you say, I'm not going to drink because it's unhealthy, I, I feel like you're selling go yourself. On. You're, you're <laughs> one, you're not. You're not um, giving yourself the opportunity to you know have a good time. It's college. I feel like the co- I feel like the college years are the years where you're supp- you're going to drink the most alcohol, like supposedly oh, in your oh. entire life. But then with Christmas, with you know with the with the Christmas season, with um, supposedly this is where the food intake really increases. Do you have those sort of limits also? And if you have the 200 calories of alcohol a week. I mean, at least in the past Christmases, the past years, how do you sort of um, structure the, okay. the consumption you have with the different gatherings you go to? I think I can give a very concrete example. When I was preparing for Bodycon, um, mm-hmm. when I joined Gold's Gym Bodycon, um, I started prepper- prepping for it um, like around October. I started dieting down. Since of, um, the October prior, the show was in March. Uh, oh, that's the show a long was, time. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, what I wanted to do, my strategy was actually a very slow weight loss. That way, um, I can hold on to as much muscle as possible. I can still get stronger, even gain muscle. And I will not 
have more likelihood to rebound. Okay. Okay, so um, I had to get through the test of Christmas. Um, mind you, I did not lose weight during that time, but nor did I gain weight. Um, so I guess there's a trade-off there. Uh, it's one thing to continue your progress, let's say, towards weight loss, mm-hmm. but it's another thing to just simply not reverse the effects. Yeah. Or reverse whatever you have done. So um, what I did was I gave myself, let's say I was on a caloric deficit of like 500 at that time. Uh, Usually a caloric deficit of 500. What I would do is I would, um, on days that I'd have parties, I would give myself the extra 500 to have a little more wiggle room when it comes to my diet. So if I know that I will not lose weight from that day, but I know that I did not have gain, didn't gain. as well. Yeah. Uh, so you sort of brought your benchmark down. Like instead of being, let's say you're used to eating, me, my, my, my normal diet would be uh, 2,000 calories. So what you would do is, because you know that it's holiday season, you got used to 1,500 calories so that when the parties come and they will, you know, if you have friends, if, if you like going out, you'll go to that normal 2,000 calories. But for that day, you feel like I'm feasting because you've been used to the 500 calorie deficit, right? Tama. Tama. Oh, that's nice. Uh, that's something you can actually use yourself, Anton. Um, so there's, you don't really have to make progress every single day. Yeah. You don't have to make progress every single day. Um, by simply retaining your progress, it's already... Um, Working towards getting there in the long run. Yeah, and I, I like the I like the mindset of having it in the long, very long run, and it's not very noticeable, and it's not it's very different from the the very sexy and um, fad the, the famous ones that get that that get famous so quickly because if you do this diet, you know we we've heard it all we hear it all the time uh, in in a few weeks you're gonna get six pack abs right if you if you eat this way for one month, you know, you're going to get the dream body, which mm. I always, if, you know, if you're a human and you do love eating, it's normal to want that. I mean, it's even wiser. If, if, you were, if I were to be given the choice, do you want to do this thing for one week and then you get all the results or you want to do this slow, niche boring thing and <laughs> higher percentage one? I want to do the easier one, which is the one week thing. But I think it's, it's perfect. It's the correct way because it's not about, I, I believe that you know health and fitness isn't about reaching a goal. It, it's it's changing your default. It's changing your how you currently live your life a little better, but not it's not it's not super shooting for the stars to get that that perfect body. So with this mindset yeah. of having that long, consistent, you know, just day in and day out, do you remember sort of like where it started for you? Um to because I'm sure that where you are now is super different from where you were many years ago. But do you remember what was that point? What was that? What was the day one for you? When I started my fitness journey, I was a really skinny kid. Um, this is back in 2010, I believe, or, mm-hmm. 20, or, or late 2009. Um, so I started, but I was very on and off um, because it was not really a lifestyle that adhered to what I wanted or at the same time, it wasn't really... Um, I wasn't really committed as much. Mm-hmm. However, I think I became a, a lot more consistent with my own fitness regimen. December before 2013. So this is December okay. 2012. Yeah. Okay, so December 2012, that's when I decided to give it a real shot. I think what changed there was how I looked at food. What changed there was how I set time for exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, before, because um, before I used to go to a gym that was free. Uh, like uh, my uh, my family had this membership, so I could go to the gym there for free. However, it's far, it's far from where I stay, so I really have to go out of my way to go uh, to work out. Yeah, so hassle, hassle, be- yeah, hassle, yeah. And it wasn't that sustainable for me. So what I did was I made an investment. So I invested in myself. Um, I got a gym membership a lot closer to where mm-hmm. I was studying. So I could just walk to the gym in between my, let's say my three hour breaks and work out, get to my next class after. 
so this was something that really helped me um, along the way in the long run. One of my main reasons to choose a gym would be proximity. My closest gym here was uh, Gold's Gym Katipunan. So uh, it became a lot easier for me to stick to. I noticed that since it was just there, and I had no reason to skip out on it anymore. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I guess it was making these uh, habit changes, habit changes, setting myself up for success that really helped uh, help me stick, uh, stick to this journey for the past. I'd say I've been consistent since yeah. 2013. Looks like it, man. I don't feel like you really went back or, you know, reversed the progress you had so much. But was there something or someone that um, sort of changed everything for you? Because, you know, again, everybody wants to be healthy. Everybody, you know, wants to, if you'd ask them, do you want to look like Mr. Gold's gym? I'm pretty sure they're going to say yes. But was there, um, was there, I don't know, a movie, an athlete or something that sort of triggered it for you to really start the journey and more importantly, to really keep at it? Okay, uh, that's, um, I think it's very relatable. Uh, back when I started uh, lifting and watching my food, I actually searched first on YouTube. Um, I had to look there first. And interestingly, there were only a handful of um, YouTube gurus into fitness. Oh. So it, wasn't, uh, it was still very new. And at that time, since it was so new, everyone was saying different things. Um, so anyway, that's besides that's the point. Um, however, I did notice this one guy whom I really looked up to because he had the physique that I wanted. Um, he had, he even had this uh, training course for students. Uh, it was called Big Man on Campus. So if you guys okay. know who I'm talking about, uh, his name is Steve Cook. Um, Steve Cook was a guy I really looked up to when I got started. Um, he, I mean, like, I may not be where he is right now, but uh, he was very motivating. He was very motivating, and uh, I may not know him personally. He may not know who I, that I exist, but through social media at that time, he was able to re, um, he was able to touch my life, mm-hmm. whether he knew it or not. Yeah, I really feel like when it comes to these things, it's the it's the mindset that that really matters the most. Eh? I mean, it's the what what we see is how the body looks like, diba? how it looks like in the pictures. Um, kung mm-hmm. okay ba yung fit ng clothes sa and everything. But it's the mindset. It's it's the the willingness to keep at it and keep that routine uh, that you have. So, how do you sort of go about it mentally? If we if we can try to you know throw it back to your earlier days. Because uh, I would think that now you know it's already part, it's part of your it's part of your lifestyle. So it's not even I don't think I wouldn't think that the effort it takes for Enzo Bonoan to go to the gym and work out that the effort to go there is much different from someone who's starting out. And those are the very crucial days. And when you're not really in the rhythm of it yet, when you don't really have the groove yet. So how do you um, either trick yourself or you know what do you tell yourself mentally? for you to keep at it for that routine? Oh, that's very interesting, Anton. Um, just, I was trying to think back on what I did. One thing that really helped me was that I used to work out with my best friend. Mm, okay. Uh, so yeah, we would go to, uh, we were high school classmates. Uh, we would go to the same free gym uh, that, um, that was far away. It's near his house, so I just crashed at his place right after. Um, we would go to the gym uh, on, on the way to his house. We would just dro- uh, get dropped off at the gym and then we would train together. Uh, we were both still new. We didn't know what to do much. Uh, we were still discovering things on our own. But the fact that I was able to do this journey with my best friend, mm-hmm. um, I, got, I, got started, I got started seeing pro- uh, with seeing progress. Um, this is the time that he was also at his fittest as well. Um, it really worked for the both of us. So eventually, it became an, an addiction. I got used to working out alone. But I can definitely say that um, starting it out with a buddy really yeah. helped. Yeah. That, and because it also becomes something you, 
you don't you don't work out just to work out. It ends up becoming like a hangout. Like uh, you you, you oh, talk wow. in between sets. You you do something, and you also have that person to sort of. Um, if you're not gonna work out, medyo mahihiyaka because you have someone else who's sort of relying on you also. Um, sort of relying also on you to work out. Now, I saw the the video you posted on YouTube about your transformation. You know, from the we've been talking mm-hmm. about your earlier days, from the skinny kid to the person you are today. And I want to be able to break down these three things that you said in that video that a transformation requires three things: so the decision to make a change. The second one is a process that brings you closer to your goal. And number three, the commitment to continue grinding until you get there. Now, this Christmas season is very different. I would say from all the Christmases that I've experienced, this has to be the easiest one um, for you to be able to start that (laughs) fitness journey. And I like it that I want to be able to... The reason why I want to come out with this episode now in December instead of January. Usually, we hear this all the time at the... The New Year resolution, I'm going to get fit. I'm finally going to go to the gym, do all these things. Um, but we know that statistically, the, the gyms are super puno in the first two, three months. And then, babawas, you know, there, there's exactly. that fallout. So when it comes to this decision to make a change, I've made this decision so many times. It's, yeah, I'm going to finally be healthier. Each New Year, this is the year I'm going to be healthy. Is there something that's missing when it comes to people making the decision to finally be healthy that stops them from, you know, making it sustainable? Is there something else that we have to um, put into that decision besides, yes, I'm going to be healthier now? Is there something else? Uh, For me, Anton, um, the decision is really powerful and you really need to be decided talaga. Um, I prefer setting smart goals. Um, by when do you want to achieve this goal? Um, numbers can help also. So like, uh, perhaps how many holes a belt do you want to to uh, no, use yeah. up, or how um, how many sh- sizes? Ng sh- My progress indicator was ano uh, um, size ng t-shirt ko. Oh, okay. I went from a size extra small to a large. Uh, so parang each each increase was actually a graduation for me. Oh, this doesn't um, include height, right? I mean, your, your extra small to large, that, that's nothing to do. Like, you were already the same height? I kind of stopped growing. Uh, I kind of stopped growing mga second year high school. So yeah, about the same time. Uh-oh. Wow, okay, okay. Yeah, so I was like really tall back in high school. And people were catching up. And then, well, I ended up with a height that I liked. And, yeah. ano, um, but that's um, I was at an extra small size back then. A- anyway, going back, uh, I guess one thing that really needs to happen here, as much as I try to bridge the gap between, bridge the gap between where you are now where you are, and where yeah. you want to be. That's right. Uh, as much as I want to bridge the gap, um, I also want to, I also want to know for myself what are the things that I need to let go of. Yes, there are some things that I don't want to let go of. Um, but there are some things that are also holding me back. For example, one thing that really held me back when I started out was um, not having that uh, responsibility when I eat out with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would just eat whatever, drink whatever, and that really hindered my progress. So I needed to let go of that mindset that I'm that type of person. Uh, if, I want, if I want... To be a diff- I, if I want to be a next level of myself, I need to accept that I'm already that next level already. Ah, uh, some, okay. people kasi, some people say, some people say, and I, I think this is the, one of the reasons why the New Year's resolution nurse, that's, in, in terms of mga memes sa gym, um, uh, New Year's resolution nurse sa gym, uh, tend to fall out mga February or March, uh-huh. is because there are some some things that are still not being... Uh, there's still a lot of bad habits are, that are still continuing. Yeah. Um, sometimes there are some key things. Not, not everything. I just want to clarify this. You don't have to change everything. You just have to change a few key yeah. things so that you can actually get to stick to it long term. My key change was switching from a gym that was super far, even if it was... Uh, if it was free to a gym that I yes I had to invest in it 
but it was much closer. Yeah. It's more sustainable. So, parang, oh, game change. There are some things that can be game changers talaga. Yeah. I, I think that the letting go thing, the letting go aspect of making a decision is great because usually when we think of, well, my experience of the, those failed New Year's resolutions would be things you're going to add. Like, it's still, I'm still the same Anton, but this time he's going to go to the gym or he's going to do all these things. But I think it's, it's, not, it's not turning into another person. Eh? It's like looking at who you are now and tweaking some things. Like, me, I, I know I'm still a person who loves dessert and I'm pretty sure I'm going to love dessert, you know, sweets and snacks until the day that I die. But if I could share, uh, so I, I took the one-month program with you recently from November what I did let go of was desserts after lunch because I knew that if I'm going to go, not even a week, eh, if I go three days with no sweet at all, like I think I can do it. But by the fourth day, I'm like, ah, I need these. I need, so I'm going to start off. It's going to be sort of bad instead of no lunch desserts. I don't have desserts every day, but you know, I don't feel guilty na masyado when I have those dinner desserts because I know that I, I know I'm a, I'm a dessert person, but at the same time, I don't have to be yung sobrang bastos na dessert person na every meal na lang, um, exactly. I'm going to have a dessert. Actually, may I just say I'm really proud yeah. of you for that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> good job, dude. Yung, yeah, I, I remember even, if our, even back then in our first run with the program back in 2015, mm-hmm. uh, you were, you already told me from the get-go, you like sweets. You like, yeah. you, you like sweets. Eh? So, um, it's very important talaga to to know what you need, to know what you need, and what you can sacrifice. Uh, so, yun nga eh, you don't have, you, um, you want to be aware nga eh, how much do you need to become satisfied? At the same time, you, know, you said it then, <laughs> when is it uh, baboy na? <laughs> yeah, you saw my busas na. Like, it's, it's just too much. I busas na. Yeah. Exactly. Too mu- <laughs> there's, always some, there's always too much. Too much junk food is bad too much alcohol is bad. But at the same time, let's look at the most essential nutrient to life. Uh, it's water. Mm-hmm. Too much water is bad. When let's does think, it become, uh, when do you have too much water? Um, you know how, if I'm mistaken, uh, you know how St. Lorenzo Ruiz died? Oh, when he was, um, was it, what, what, do you call, what do you call that? When they water were forcing down, yeah, what, yeah that, that, that thing. Yeah, okay. dude. Um, of course, that's too much water, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but at, at the same time, at the same time, then, uh, uh, example, when your when your pee becomes completely clear, mm-hmm. that's already too much, na. Oh. That's overhydration. Oh, uh, so yeah, too much of anything is bad. Even vegetables, too much vegetables, bad din yan. Um, Okay. There's this saying that goes, um, it's the opposite, naman of ano, It's the opposite of. Everything in moderation. Uh, it's like everything is a poison. What determines its effect is the dosage. Mm, okay. Okay, so every, yeah, that's nice. Because instead of thinking that you only need these few things and all the other things are bad, you just accept that everything has the potential to be bad. It's, it's up to you and how you put those things in your life. Okay. All right, so from number one, we talked about decision. Now I want to go to this, the second one the process that brings you closer to your goal. And I believe this is where, you know, coaches like you come in. Now, my question is, what do you say to people? Because at the end of the day, you're the one, you're the one coaching them. You're the one giving the, the workout plan, the diet plan. But at the end of the day, it's the person who has to do it. You know, you can, you can encourage me as much as you want. Send me all these motivational quotes. Make me watch these uh, movies and all that. But then at the end of the day, it's going to be me who has to do it. So what, what role do you play? What's the importance of you know, having that uh, process to follow, the correct one to follow for people to actually reach their goals? I think it's crucial, bro. Um, the right process, there, there are many ways to skin a cat. But if you ask me, skin a cat. the one that... I've never heard of this. <laughs> I, I'm a cat lover. I shouldn't say okay. that. Okay. Um, there are many ways to um, get the job done. Um, that's why a lot of fad diets came out. Um, but if you ask me, what really, uh, what really is important is, is this approach to reach your goal something that you can continue for a year, for three years, five years, ten years? 
Because what's the point of being the fittest guy on earth today when you become bedridden, um, you lost all that progress, and then some a few years later, and that's mm-hmm. you for the rest of your life. Diba? So if you ask me, pro- the process in which you reach your goal is important, but that will also reflect the process in which you, re- you retain it. Okay. So uh, let's say, oh, um, I've, um, I, I guess I've reached a size that I'm happy with. From a skinny kid, I was never, I was never satisfied with my size. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to gain weight. Um, but uh, right now, I guess I'm satisfied now with the uh, size that I have. So um, in order for me to just sustain whatever I, I have made, I just need to be in a certain lifestyle that fits my preferences, my goals, that allows me to still keep what I have had and um, not rebound. Yeah. There's a term you used that I, I, I like before when we, when we talked, the sweet spot. You have to hit that sweet spot. And it's not just, it's not a point. Eh? It's not like, the, this is the exact measurement you should have. It, it's sort of like a range. Eh? So how did you find your sweet spot when it comes to your health, your fitness? Ah, um, so yung, eh, the, the sweet spot, the sweet spot is really about balance. Eh? Mm-hmm. Balance, talaga is, uh, balance talaga is where you find that, I'd, li- I'd like to call it flow state when it comes to reaching your goals, where you are no longer, where you're in, you are no longer too rigid when it comes to um, tracking everything. How many yeah. reps did I do? How many calories did I eat? Um, as long as I'm hitting a ballpark number for for someone who isn't really a competitive athlete, which is like majority of the population, um, this is, can actually work already. You don't have to hit, let's say, 1,900 calories to be exact. You can actually do like 1,850 or 1,700. Um, and then maybe the next day you can do like one nine. That, that's no problem. Um, so it's less, it's less stress on my part. Yeah. And at the same time, I still get to reach my goals. You have to, you have to give yourself that elbow room, that, that breathing space. Yeah. I, I read this from a post of my friend once. Uh, optimal does not mean practical. Oh, that's nice. Optimal does not mean practical. Yeah, because I would think also, from my experiences, the practical, the practical way to reaching goals would be the ones that are sustainable. Uh, let's say it's uh, again. So, so I guess we we could we should stay with with diets and fitness. The the important I think the most important part isn't the one month where I started doing the diet. It, it's it's what happens after. Afterwards, bro. and you know, honestly, I what I did for the first month, I really counted the calories of every single meal. But I, there have there were times that in that in that one month, my gosh, I have to get this weighing scale. Like I, I probably take five to ten minutes as my family's already eating because I'm still looking for the okay, what's the food? Is this really this amount of calories? But then you just have to you just have mm-hmm. to sort of put that initial work in and trust that eventually you're kind of gonna get a feel of like Correct. how much calories should I be eating in the day. Again, that that although you know, probably I was eating better in the first month because, you know, sakto talaga and everything. I know for a fact that I can't do that. You know, I can't do it that way na if I'm going to go out also, weighing scale and everything. It's, it's about yeah. what's practical, what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. May, may ta- <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I do see people laugh trip. They have portables. Uh, they have, diba, that scale is kind of like, okay, as big as your hand. Yeah. Um, they have smaller scales, and then they a bag. Tapos they separate the food when they eat out, and then that's when they eat. Um, and that I can't do that. I can't do that. Um, pero what's nice though, um, since we're on, since we're on the topic, what's nice about uh, measuring your food at the at least very start of your journey is that you get to improve your familiarity with yeah. portion sizes. So yeah, you said it right. Um, at least now you have a a better idea as to how much how many calories are in certain sizes, 
And yun nga, uh, aminin ko, sa six months that I prepped for my first contest, Bodycon, um, I was very religious with tracking with tracking my food. Um, however, uh, I was I was a little flexible because back then I didn't own a weighing scale, so I just really eyeballed everything. Mm-hmm. But I was already I, had, I already had um, familiarity with serving sizes. But after the contest, after the contest, um, I figured that I wanted to just like eat intuitively. Intuitive eating is where you use certain concepts such as portion sizes, um, how full you feel, mm-hmm. okay, um, to gauge how much you should be eating. So uh, it's interesting. Uh, I, I'm not sure if this is a legit thing, but they say that in Japan, they don't, the reason why many of them are not obese is because they only eat until they are like 70 or 80% full. They never okay. go to 100. And you don't need 100%. You don't need 100% though. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now let's go to the, the last step. Man. Um, so from the process that brings you closer to the goal, you need the commitment to continue grinding until you get there. Now you won uh, Gold's Gym, Mr. Bodycon, last year, 2019. In those months of preparation, did you ever slip? And if you did, what do you do about it? Because I, if you got to, you know, to eat exactly the perfect way for the whole time, then, then great job. But that's a competition. And... You know, oh, are there one? Okay, so did you ever slip when you um? Did you ever have any off days or or anything? I have the perfect example. Um, you you spoke about I I, I mentioned nga talaga na Christmas was there. However, that was the least of my prep problems. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually went to the states. Um, one month before Ooh. the contest. That's a recipe for, I know. <laughs> yeah, you know, when you hear state, when you hear states pa lang, mm. alam mo na, pagkain eh. Fast food. But it was just more than the states, my friend. I know, um, we went to surprise my grandmother oh, in no. a, we, we were on a Caribbean cruise. Oh no, <laughs> you're making it worse. <laughs> okay. Exactly, oh. So, this cruise was basically a floating buffet where you can just get food anytime as much as you want, right? And the food tasted great. Uh, Aminin ko na I wasn't... Uh, if I were just like there on vacation, okay, I get why a lot of people gain weight on these cruises. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually did lose weight during... I needed to lose weight because I was like one month out from the contest. Yeah, um, that was one month before the contest? Damn, okay. Yeah, one month na lang. I needed to lose weight. So what I did was, this is where grinding it out comes in. There are times when you need to be an autopilot, uh, where you can go on autopilot because the habits have been set in place already. But when you are serious enough to reach your deadline, uh, or reach your goal by the deadline, um, you need to make some sacrifices. And that's where taking the wheel matters. Okay. So I remember I really went out of my comfort zone during this said cruise. Um, yes, I would eat. Uh, yes, I would eat um, a lot. I ate a lot. But I would also make sure that these foods were at least on the lower calorie end. And at the okay. same time, I made sure that I did not eat until 100% full. I only ate until like 70 or 80% because I knew that I had, I had my priorities. On top of that, on top of that, um, I, I had to, well, b- before I was already doing 10,000 steps a day, but uh, 10,000 steps a day plus weightlifting. So thank goodness there was a gym there and mm-hmm. a track oval. Um, I was able to do 15,000 steps a day. So I, I had to add a little more. Yeah, and I had to stay consistent with my lifting regimen. So it wasn't the easiest, for sure. Um, pero kaya siya, kaya siya. I uh, overall, I can say that I enjoyed myself. Yeah. Um, I still reached my goal. Uh, it stretched me. <laughs> it stretched me. I had to really go out of my comfort zone to do it. But afterwards, I olana. I I am confident now with. Throw anything at me. I know that wow. I can uh, yeah, I'm sure. get past it. A, Caribbean, a, cruise with your, a cruise with your family and nonetheless. Because 
with your relatives also, I, I'm not sure if you, if you have the same experience, but I guess a lot of Filipino relatives always, you have to eat. Like it's, it's sort of a disrespectful if you don't, if you say no, kapag, you know, in offer ka ng pagkain. But it, it's good to hear that you have that, I, I guess, you know, you can call it control, mastery when it comes to that. But I think the reality kasi is that, you know, people do mis- make mistakes and sometimes like do, what, what mindset the last thing I'll ask about this what mindset do you have if you would make a mistake because sometimes before let's say I've been eating healthy let's say I've been eating healthy for three or four days and then we go out and then I start eating then I start feeling na para sayang sayang ng lahat ng pinag ano ko pinaghirapan ko the past four days might as well just go back na lang kasi nasayang naman eh do, mm-hmm. do you does that ever happen to you or like how do you what 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 do you think when you do make a mistake like that or you do have a day where parang nasayang yung progress mo of the past days. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, I think we need to really put things into perspective here first. Eh. At the end of the day, quantity will really matter. Quantity will really matter. So how, how bad was the, I don't know, the falling off? Diba? How bad was it? If it wasn't so bad, then you don't really have to worry about it. And if it was really bad, okay, how bad but in? If we're looking at mistakes like these, sometimes these mistakes can be mitigated slash avoided already even before they happen. What I like doing as someone who as someone who tries to be a little more responsible when it comes to his food, I already try to look ahead. Um, like example, last, uh, last week, uh, Tuesday, I was at... Uh, circles in Makati. So, buffet for lunch. Uh, one thing I tried was I skipped breakfast. I skipped breakfast. So, I don't really do intermittent fasting but on, the, uh, like on that day mismo, uh, I use it as part of my strategy so that um, I have more room to eat for lunch. And at the same time, uh, if I'm going to, if I'm going to, let's say, let's say a uh, buffet, uh, a buffet, there are smarter ways to eat in a buffet. One, start with a glass of water. Two, start with veg- uh, go for vegetables next. Next, uh, three is start with your protein, prioritize that, and then have a bit of everything while talking to the people in front of you so oh, that you okay. eat slower. And do you go for everything? Again. In buffets, do you, are you the type who goes one plate upo? Or my style is in buffets, I go, I look what I want, I get everything, then I sit down. Or do you, do, do you take <laughs> a lot of trips? I mean, you can go but I do take a lot of trips because I know when uh, I I guess it's more ideal na talaga if you get uh, smaller. Well, yeah, it's more ideal to get smaller servings at a time. We do have to remember that the reason why naman we're well, I don't really go to a buffet just to eat. I go to a buffet to spend time with the people I'm with. Yeah. So I think we just have to remember. Um, why are we there in the first place? Uh, if it's the bond, then yeah, I think that's the priority. That's the priority. Oh, and the side, the side benefit there is when you talk to people, you get fuller faster. Yeah. yung. Yeah, that's one more thing, pala. Uh, I got rid of the mindset that I need, I need to make the most out of a buffet. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. If you don't try every single ugam there. But you know, if it weren't in that buffet, you probably wouldn't try that in the first place. Exactly. Oh. Some people parang, need to make sure na low <laughs> sa, yeah. Now now one of the last things I wanna ask. Um, the, the difference between you and me, we both want to be fit, we both want to be healthy, but then um, obviously we know that it's your profession, you, you have a career out of this, and for me, I, fitness and health is just an aspect of my life. Like The amount of time and effort you spend thinking and you know, doing things for health and fitness is very different from mine. So what do you say to people who are intimidated about making fitness a part of their lifestyle, you know, from someone like you. Because if they see you, they'll be like, oh dear, I know you're Mr. Gold's Gym. Alam mo na yan eh, iba tayo eh. Like, we, we, we're, not, we're, not, we're really not wired the same way. But, you know, if you look at your past, you were a scrawny kid. You also didn't like how you were, you know, 
physically, your health and fitness. So what do you tell those people who are intimidated but they do want to make fitness a part of their life but not necessarily the, the number one thing about it? I think you know, that's a very important question uh, you brought up. Uh, um, fitness for me is something that everyone should make a part of their life. But it should, it's, doesn't have to be the main thing of everyone's yeah. life. It doesn't have to be the main priority. I guess my suggestion my suggestion for um, anyone who just wants to get started on fitness, uh, whether as someone new uh, has no idea when, uh, when it comes to um, how to get started with fitness, your diet, etc., having a coach really helps. Having a coach really helps because it, um, they can use their experience already. They, they've already handled other clients who probably have been on, in the same shoes. But at the same time, my suggestion is to... Start where you feel that you are making progress, but at the same time, you're not stretching yourself too much. Mm. Um, I'm actually reading this book right now. Uh, it's called The Power of Full Engagement. They liken productivity and our energy to that of athletes. So when we talk about athletes, um, these are people who need to put in the work in their training, but these are also people who need to prioritize their recovery. Okay. But the reason why they get better at what they do in their sport is because they keep incre- they gradually increase the stress that they put on themselves and they still prioritize the same recovery. So it's a gradual it's a gradual um adjustment. The same way how muscle too, training it too hard, training it too hard um is going to be bad for muscle growth, but train it uh, train it just a little bit harder than last time and then you prioritize your growth, it's going to yield the best results. So I guess my, my suggestion na lang, um, when it comes to someone who's just getting started is you may take baby steps. You may take baby steps, but aim for progress but then nonetheless. Yeah. You do you. You do you because at the end of the day, if you are making progress and progress is very relative to who you are, not relative to the other person, this progress is still going to bring you to where you want to be should you continue it. That's right. Okay, now, I've been saying last things, but this is a really last thing. Uh, you are, what's the right term? You're a Rubik's Cube. Um, well, you do it for hobby now, but you used to join competitions. Like before you were yeah. flexing your muscles, you were flexing your brain with the Rubik's Cube. How did you, do you feel like there's a connection in between your your Rubik's Cube prowess and mastery with like how you mentally approach working out and fitness? Ah, um, it's indirect. Uh, uh-huh. I, I actually wrote about this in an Instagram post once. What Rubik's Cube has done for me was, it's, I used to be a very shy kid. I used to have really, really low self-esteem. Um, but because of Rubik's Cube, um, actually it's called speed cubing. Because of speed cubing, I saw something that I could excel at. I got pretty good at it. And then I started winning some events, uh, breaking some records. And that gave me that a, a little more um, boost in my self-confidence. And um, it actually made me realize that I can actually get stuff done if I believe in myself. So I guess <laughs> in one indirect way, um, my fitness journey began because I believed that I can make a change in my life and that came from competing in Rubik's Cube contests wow. that's great I, I think that you know with that it's not it's not the skill that's the most important thing you know I think the, with, with, let's just use the Rubik's Cube example you being good in a Rubik's Cube the most important thing about that wasn't that you were very good at you know solving a Rubik's Cube it was the confidence that it brought for you and it for me, the same way in fitness, when it comes to living a healthier, you know, becoming to look better physically, it's not the fitter body, the smaller waist, the bigger muscles. That's not the most important part. It's the confidence in yourself. It's the, you're, you're generally healthier and that's really inevitably going to affect the other things in life. So I guess it's more of looking at the bigger picture. You don't want to get fit. You do want to get fit because you, because you want to look good, obviously. Who doesn't want to look good? But at the end of the day, there are bigger effects and bigger, you know, outcomes from those decisions that you're making when it comes to your health and fitness. My reason to be to keep myself in shape 
is because I know that there are people who who look at me for inspiration din eh. So I know that I know that I want to be able to inspire people with my story and be strong for them din eh. So yun, I guess it's not uh, as a coach it's not just someone who uh, my career entails ano eh, caring for my clients eh. mm-hmm. and I if I want them to be strong for themselves I have to be strong for myself also you gotta walk the talk exactly alright so now you have your Rubik's Cube with you now is it possible can I ask you to please invite everybody um, where can they check you out if they wanna try your online coaching online everything while you are solving this Rubik's Cube <laughs> and so you oh yeah, just, just to make things clear you're the one who, how do you call this? Um, mixed it up? or I, um, The commonly misused word is... Um, Rearranged? No, no, no. Uh, jumble or <laughs> even... I know. Uh, jumble is the most used, uh, commonly used. Or shuffle, shuffle, sorry. Shuffle, okay. Um, the word is actually scramble. <laughs> scramble, okay. So you scrambled That's it. That's the proper name. You didn't choreograph it. Like you still don't know how to... You have to yeah, sort I'm, of you don't memorize it. Yeah, I'm still scrambling it. Oh, okay. Oh, you're still scrambling. It. Okay, okay. So again, please get you when you're done scrambling. Please invite everyone how to check you. You know your co- your coaching out where they can contact you so they can just like me. You know, um, although I don't look so different from who I was a month and a half back, I would like to. Um, really, I confidently can say that I feel much different and I, I do feel better and the health and fitness was a huge aspect. So, you know, Enzo, please take it away with your fitness and your Rubik's Cube skills. All right. So thank you so much, Anton. i um, really glad that you had me here. Okay, so um, I hope you guys enjoyed that one. Um, so if you guys want to check me out on social media, you guys can find me on Instagram. That's at EnzoBonoan24. Um, you can also check out on Facebook. That's Enzo Bono on Fitness. You may also check out my team, Exercise wow. MNL, on both Facebook and Instagram. Wow, I, I'm gonna. I haven't. I didn't time it, but that was just a few seconds. Grab it. Can you? Can you show? Can you go near the camera and show all the sides of the Rubik's cube? Wow, there you go. It's a perfect. The most I've done with that is one side, and the adjacent, you know, squares. But one thing. <laughs> Maybe after I, I get this fitness thing down, Enzo, I'll ask you to um, teach you how to do the Rubik's Cube. Man. So once again, Enzo, thank you so much for your time, um, for being a part of my fitness journey, my health and fitness journey the past years and especially the past month. Um, hopefully, you do have an amazing you know, holidays and continue inspiring a lot of people. Thanks, Enzo. You too, brother. Thank you. Merry Christmas.